0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Joey's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: What's up everybody welcome to podcast number 372 I'm your host reality steve thank you all for tuning in good thursday interview for you today we are talking to jill chin from clayton season of the bachelor and also bachelor in paradise season eight we will get to her momentarily so today on the daily roundup before we get started with jill a few things to go over here number one today on the daily roundup the rant that I've been wanting to do for two days is pretty much the first 10 minutes of the podcast. And it is not something that has anything to do with Laura Owens. We'll definitely be talking about that tomorrow. i tell you that. Um, it doesn't have anything to do that was sent to me, nothing that was written about me, nothing like that. But it is something that I think is a problem. Um, it should bother a lot of you. And I hope you take a, the, the time to listen. And I hope you actually listen... And understand the message that I'm trying to get across. Yes, I go after some people in this, but understand why I'm going after them. I hope you take the time to listen uh, to that. But that is in today's Daily Roundup, which was posted a couple hours ago. Um, the Reality Steve merchandise line is going to be out. I can't give you an exact date, but I hope to have it ready to go. My store, you can go in and purchase whatever you'd like uh, before Joey's season starts. So I think within the next couple of weeks... That thing should be up and running. I'd appreciate you if you guys are interested. We're going to have T-shirts. We're going to have hoodies. We're going to have a sweatshirt. We're going to have mugs and uh, some water bottles, tumblers, stuff like that with Reality Steve logo or the uh, the logos that we're coming up with right now. So uh, keep that in mind. And um, it's going to continue to build. I also talk about the Golden Bachelor. The wedding is tonight. Can you believe that? Gary and Teresa getting married tonight at the La Quinta Resort where Claire and Tasha held their season. No, not the La Quinta Inn. The La Quinta Resort where Claire and Tayshia's season took place of, what was that, season 18 of The Bachelorette? I can't remember what year, what number that was. But very nice resort. And if you watched my social media yesterday, you saw me tweet out and put on Instagram stories, pictures, and videos of, I actually had photos of them. Rehearsing yesterday, Gary and Teresa were up on the altar, Susan Knowles, who is going to be the officiant, she was there too, and you can see a bunch of people walking around. Anyway, that is tonight, Golden Bachelor, the wedding. There's a lot of people from Bachelor Nation that are going to be there. Um, Just looking at, you know, Wells is going to be there, Uh, Raven and Adam are there, looks like Caitlyn's going to be there, that'll be interesting. Does she officially hard launch Zach at this wedding? I, I don't know um who else is going to be you know ben higgins is going to be there i'm sure he's going to be there with his wife a lot of alumni are going to be part of this so get ready it's going to be a lot of a lot of alumni a lot of nostalgia going on at at this wedding even though these people don't even know gary (laughs) just free vacation for them pretty much so yeah um who else Uh, desiree and chris are actually You know, they were brought back Desiree. They're starting to bring back Desiree for stuff. That's great. That's good, because for the longest time, she was excluded from things. Kenny and Mari are there. There's just so many. Uh, You'll see them all tonight, but that's on. We will talk about that tomorrow for sure, along with the latest going on. All I can tell you is this. Go listen to – go watch the video that Dave Neal puts up today. I don't know what time he's posting it, but be sure to watch it, because, again – The last we talked about the Laura Owens and Clayton case, it was Laura had filed a motion to dismiss. Just like, hey, I'm no longer pregnant. Why are we even talking about this anymore? Let's throw this out of court. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So Clayton's lawyers came back and said, no, 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 not so fast. And oh, boy, just go watch Dave's video um, and we will discuss it tomorrow. Dave's video is probably going to be very long because Clayton's lawyer's responses to this dismissal that Laura wanted is quite long. So I'm guessing Dave's video is probably going to be 45 minutes or something. But I'm telling you, if you've been following this case ever since it came to light, you will not be disappointed in what you see and hear from today in regards to Clayton's lawyers. So just know that. Um, So check that out. And... I also briefly mentioned um, something about Susie and Justin that I talked about in yesterday's podcast. I have a little update on that. And then the challenge I discuss as well. And the challenge is really interesting because it seems like the challenge on social media this season is better than what we're seeing on TV. Not saying that what's on TV is bad. I'm enjoying this season. But there is so much mudslinging going on between these contestants online It looks like this reunion show is just going to be fire. So I discuss all of that on today's podcast. Today's podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. They are cooking makes cooking easy. It makes it fun. It makes it affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle, less wasted food. For me, you know I don't like to cook. I've promoted Green Chef in the past, now we've got HelloFresh. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and HelloFresh has got a wider array of meal plans to choose from There's something for everybody. I love switching between the brands. And now you, the listeners, can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. Also, this podcast brought to you by Microdose. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Hey, for me, all I need is a half a gummy at night. Helps me relax. You don't need to think you're going to get high because you take a gummy, even a full gummy. I only take a half and I'm fine, but it really relaxes you, gets you in that mindset that we all need, relieves your stresses, helps you sleep better trust me, this stuff works. Go get 30% off your order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, but you got to use the promo code reality, Steve. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code reality, Steve for 30% off and free shipping microdose.com promo code reality, Steve. All right, let's get going. Podcast number 372. All right, let's bring her in. Uh, you first saw her on Clayton's season of The Bachelor, uh, and then last summer uh, on Bachelor in Paradise season eight. It is our resident architectural historian, Jill Chin. Jill,
2: how are you? Woo! Hi, Steve. I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Did I get that right? Architectural historian?
2: Yeah, that's okay, that's
1: right. I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit. I got that from Lindsay. Yeah, cuz I didn't I oh, okay. I knew you were involved with something that had to do with history or museums or something like that. We're going to yeah. get into this later about what you do okay. because it's
3: yeah.
1: way more interesting than anything I've ever probably been into in my life. So I'm really <laughs> curious to be exactly what it is you do. But um yeah. I asked Lindsay and she said, "Yeah, she's an architectural historian." I don't really know what that is. That's why I want to talk about it later. So Yeah. Um, absolutely. let's start here. Uh Clayton Season. I asked Lindsay this. I want to ask you this. And um, I want to see what if if your answer is is similar in that you guys are going out and you know you're going through the process of of uh, being cast on on Clayton's season. I guess first off, let me ask: How did you get involved? Did somebody nominate you? Were you home alone drinking wine and filled out your own application? How did it come <laughs> about for you to get a hold of or somebody from the show contacted you to be on that season?
2: Yeah, so it was the latter. I applied. Rachel and I are happy to say, you know, everyone's like coy about it. They're like, oh my God, like, no, I was not, I don't know how I got on the show. No, I applied. <laughs> um, I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and I, during the pandemic, like I got obsessed with The Bachelor. I'm obsessed, but like I was introduced to The Bachelor during the pandemic. So Matt James' season was the first season that I watched. Mm. And um, so I broke up with my boyfriend, and it had been like, I don't know, like maybe six months. Um, and I was on an architectural history trip in Asheville, North Carolina, and I was in a hotel room alone. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just throw it out there. And then I got a call like a couple months later, maybe a month later, and it was – Yeah, it was wild, and they just kept calling me back, and I honestly think anybody can be cast on the
1: show at this point. Like, I was shocked. Well, I mean, so once it happens, so you you only jumped in on Matt James' season, so still you probably had an idea that they usually cast from the season before, and the odd thing about your cast is that while you guys are all going through this, I'm guessing you're only the third person I've spoke to from Clayton's season, but – My guess is a lot of you thought you were going to get one of Katie's guys, whether it was Andrew, Greg, Michael, um, you probably thought it was one of those guys that was going to be your bachelor. And for you, did you have anybody in mind? I know they ask everybody during casting, like, hey, who would you be interested in? Like, what was your thought process going into that? Would you tell them?
2: So I had watched Katie's season and I was thinking it was going to be Andrew or Greg and I was chuffed to bits at either of them um but also like i had a crush on ben smith i hadn't watched his season but i'd heard about him and i was like oh my god going to be amazing i didn't know that he like didn't want to be involved with the franchise at all so i was like pining after him secretly um but yeah i thought it was going to be andrew or greg or justin yeah, adjusted, and I was happy yeah. with the three of them. Um, and then they were like, we'll start to look at Michelle's guys. Like their photos had come out, their cast photos. They're like, we'll start to look at them and see if you'd be interested. And they're like, what what guys from that cast are you interested in? So I think I like, rattled off like a couple. <laughs> None of them are clean. So sorry, clean. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it turned out that it was Clayton, And I was like, you know, at that point, I was probably mainlining the Kool-Aid pretty hard. And I was like, oh my God um but yeah we hadn't seen him at all we had seen the only video we saw uh, saw of him was a blurry like iphone video when he was filming his intro in his hometown and that's it
1: yeah yeah because that was really all that came out at that point and you guys didn't really know and he hadn't been on tv yet i mean he had been done filming michelle's season but michelle's season didn't even start airing until pretty much i think you guys were done um, with what apparently let's see, I'm trying to think of how that went. It was Katie's season, then Michelle's. yeah, it was just one of these things where we just had never seen this before, where they cast somebody that we had not even seen yeah. been on a season before, and it's just it was really, really weird. So you get there, and Clayton's the Bachelor. What did you do on your intro? I forgot.
2: Oh my God, I brought an urn. And I said it was the ashes of my ex-boyfriends.
1: Wait, did they show this? They did. Am I forgetting this yeah. already? What yeah,
2: they did. There's like an article by like The Cut or something as well. They were like, girl brings her dead boyfriend's ashes. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So they convinced me to do that. That was not my top choice.
1: I was going to say, that wasn't your top choice, was it?
2: No, that wasn't. That wasn't even the realm of possibility. I think I knew at that point because I'd watched – a couple seasons at that point, And I was like, well, everyone who, like, goes really far just goes up and, like, talks to them and is cute. So I want to do that. Like, <laughs> I want to go up. Like, no one really makes it. I feel like I noticed a trend. I was like, if you do something wild the first night, like, you're not going to go far, you know? Yeah. And so when they were starting to kind of, like, come up with ideas, I was like, oh, like, I'm I'm this person. Like, oh, they want me to be some kind of, like, dark, weird, like... I was like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Like, this is my role. Like, okay, like whatever. And so I, I didn't really have a lot of power, but I was like, you know, they convinced me it was going to be really good. And it was kind of funny. Like, I, I don't really regret it, but it was, yeah, it was not my first choice, certainly.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. So um, Lindsay told the story, <laughs> and I just want to see if you can speak to this or if this happened to you. She told the story on the podcast about um, she had her birth control taken away. And hmm. she had she she had it in the hotel before you guys moved into the mansion. And then she noticed when she moved into the mansion, she didn't have it anymore. And she realized she didn't have it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And she had said that, I guess, a lot of the women were talking and a lot of the women ended up being on the same cycle, because that's what happens when women get together and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you remember your birth control being taken away? Did you have it? I mean, were you one of the people as well?
2: So I don't remember my birth control being taken away, although everyone's birth control got messed up because just like the timing of taking it and everything, it was just like really bad. So everyone was just in a mood. Um, I don't remember mine being taken, but, (laughs) but I do remember when we first got to the mansion, they, you know, they, they tell you that they're going to search your bags. So we're like, yeah, whatever. Like there's really nothing in there. Um, And so they dropped our bags off at the mansion and there was a huge uproar about where are our books and our journals. And so they're like, well, you we have to take the books because you can't you guys can't have books. We don't want you reading. We're like, but what about our journals? Like, where are the journals? Um, So we that was we felt violated, like right off the bat because we're like, are they reading them? Like, what are they doing? Like, there's conspiracy theories b- between us about like they're reading them. And they're going to use it against me and all that because they do encourage you to journal throughout the process which I am grateful for like I think that's a healthy thing to do but that was like I when my journal was gone I was like yeah that was big
1: so it was you think it was your journal from like before you ever went on the show like you had a journal or a journal that they gave you on the show and then they ultimately took away
2: no they didn't give it to me I brought this I brought this on my own but it was part of like don't know if was part of the packing list that they send you but it was like you know you should be journaling um i think i remember reading in the contract maybe that they had the rights to it i don't know um i just assume you have like no rights when you go on the show um (laughs) but but yeah so when that was gone everyone was up in arms and we demanded our journals back and they're like we don't know where they are right now and we're like what do you mean um and then they eventually did return them but yeah, no, that was because I had like photos in there too of like my family members. Like it was like you know obviously I'm I'm not saying like there's some probably some juicy stuff in that journal, <laughs> you know like I don't want just anybody reading it. And I
1: um, and I think I think for the most part a lot of people that watch this show just I mean it's been so many years now and with Game of Roses and the way they dissect the show and stuff like that I think people are very well aware how much producer manipulation goes on in the show and producer. Um, prodding and stuff like that so it's not far-fetched to think that hey one producer may have gone through somebody's journal to kind of I don't know found something in there that they wrote that might have been pretty deep and then got them to talk about that on camera or something like that to get them to know you a little bit better it's not far-fetched I
2: know I know and like also the thing is like we have been we've been talking to them for so long so I'm like well I like I could have said any number of the things that were in my journal, like, out loud, you know? And then there was also, it was funny because then there was, like, a full circle moment because in Paradise, I read, which I still haven't watched that clip because it's so embarrassing, but I read my journal to to the camera, and they showed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so embarrassing, but, yeah, that's, like, a full circle moment. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying they did certainly do that, but it did cross our minds for sure.
1: Yeah, and like I said, not far-fetched to uh, to know if they, if they did or didn't. So once right. everything started, you were one of the people that got screwed early on in that you did not get, you know, there's usually two or three. Uh, they don't do it anymore. Now from the very first episode, everybody gets dates, uh, at least for the last two seasons they have. Um, but you were in yeah. that part of the time where uh, with so many women – still around in the in the very first episode of dates it's usually two group dates and a one-on-one and it's just kind of hard to get everybody on a group date you were one of what two or three that didn't get a group date or didn't get any date in episode two
2: yeah I think it was me Hunter and Eliza we didn't get a date Mm. um and yeah that was so disheartening I I mean I felt I was targeted clearly like It wasn't, you know, I knew probably that Clayton wasn't choosing who was going to go on the date. So I just felt, it felt very targeted. And I was so in my head, like even early on, I just remember like feeling so small, like you're in a room with all these women and some of them are, have like huge personalities. And so you feel like overshadowed and you feel like, you know, you have to make your mark on this guy. And it was so disappointing and put me in the worst headspace. And I think they knew that they would get a reaction out of me because I fell apart. I mean, I was sobbing. I, you know, they got some of their best footage from me just like being absolutely unhinged after they announced the second date and I wasn't on the card.
1: When they got to the second row ceremony, because you hadn't had a date that week, was mm-hmm. it in your mind? Like oh shit, I'm going home.
2: Yeah, I, I certainly, I, I thought that that was a possibility. Um, and I really made it a, point to like i'm gonna talk to him first like i have to talk to him first um and then it ended up they didn't show it obviously um but i did end up getting he he i i gave him the his cocktail and also like if a girl hands him the cocktail that's like a big roll i'm like oh my god wow so i handed him his cocktail the cocktail party and I was like, I'm gonna pull him. Like, I'm positioned at a good place. So, like, I'm gonna pull him first when his speech is over. And then he actually looked at me and he was like, Jill, like, can we talk? And I'm like, Oh, oh my god! And then I'm not kidding. Everyone erupted in like a cheer. Like, everyone's like, Yay! Finally, because they knew how like horrible of an experience of like I've had thus far. Um, but they didn't show that. I was like, Oh my god, this is my moment. This is gonna be great. Um, and then we had a good talk. And he, what he said, he said that he didn't take me on a date because he saw me around the other women, like during our times when he saw me for five seconds. And he thought that, uh, he didn't have to worry about me in a group setting. Hmm. And I ate that shit up. <laughs> I ate it up. I ate that. I was like, Oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb.
1: All right. So the next episode happens and you get, um, a group therapy date, which was pretty yeah. intense because, um, Well, okay. I can't remember. Caitlin was part of that date and you know, I, some of the things that I, I, I kind of remember and then some I had to go to Wikipedia for, I do remember Hunter talked about having an ex-boyfriend that kept cheating on her and mm-hmm. Serene talked about, um, struggling with anorexia. Mara talked about, mm-hmm. uh, bullying. What, mm-hmm. I don't remember what yours was or if they even showed it. What was your like yeah. thing that you talked about on that date?
2: Uh, so this was the most, um, this was the worst day that probably maybe the second worst day I had in bachelor nation. And so I, that day I hadn't been feeling well. It was like my first date that I had gone on ever. And so I was really excited. I, they, you know, the night before the rose ceremony or the cocktail party got canceled or something, there was like the Cassidy drama. Mm -hmm. And so we'd only gotten around two hours of sleep. Um, and so I am like, not feeling well you know i'm like i am really like i don't know how i'm gonna make it to this date so they gave me an energy drink at the top the beginning of the day and i have to ask like i was on the party bus like on the way over i asked them to to pull over because i'm throwing up so i'm just like in a really bad way that day um we you know everyone went around the circle and i was like not only was i sick i was just like so emotional um so I talked about aging and I talked about, cause I was at that time I hadn't had any work done. I hadn't had Botox or filler. I mean, I have like my lips done now and Botox now, um, <laughs> but I hadn't had anything done at the time. And I was surrounded by some women who've like maybe had some stuff done and like were really prepared. And I was like, damn, like, you know, I, I went from being like uh, a big fish in a small pot and then I get there and I'm like, Oh my God, like I feel so horrific. So I was talking about, Um, you know, like how I'm just trying to like embrace my natural body because I was just trying to be positive. I talked about my friend who had died really young. Um, and you know how that puts into perspective, puts things into perspective. And I got so emotional. And then during this date, we're standing up, we're in a hot stage and I run off the stage in the middle of this whole date. And there's a scene that, sh- that played during a commercial where I'm, like, laying down, like, on the ground, sobbing. Like, it looks like I've been shot. <laughs> and it's during that scene where, like, I ran off and I was, like, sobbing and I was throwing up. <laughs> and it was horrible. Like, it was the most dramatic thing that happened during the date. And cameras are following me. Clayton runs after me. Like, it was this whole big thing. And so I was, like, getting ready to watch this episode. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be so dramatic for me. Like, I'm so nervous. And they cut the entire – I didn't – they didn't even show a word Mm. of anything that happened. And so I was, like, so disappointed and so, like, angry that I had had that moment. And, like, I felt like I I had really grown. And, like, Clayton and I had a moment finally together. And they cut all of it. And I remember, like, going to the cocktail party that night and they're like, I was like, I don't know if I can go. Like, I'm not feeling well. And they're like, you're going to get the group date rose. Like, you have to go. And I'm like, okay. And then they didn't show this either. But, like, Clayton had brought me cheesecake, like, vegan cheesecake. Um, And we had a great moment. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get the group date rose. Like, they told me I was going to get the group date rose. And then Eliza got it. And I was like, tears were, like, rolling down my face. I just looked like a miserable brat the entire day just because they didn't show any of it. They didn't show any of it. And I felt so, like, I don't know. It, it It is, like, disappointing when something like that happens and they don't show it. It just feels like your experience is, like, invalidated. And then they invited me on the podcast to, like, talk about it as, like, you know, they threw me a bone because they knew how fucked up that was, I think.
1: So did they, once that happens, <clears throat> and you, you know, I'm assuming when you say that, they told me I was going to get a group date, Rose. Your producer probably did. Do you go back to your producer at that point and be like, Hey, what happened? I thought I was getting it. Do you say anything to yeah. them? Or you just, what did they say in return? Yeah. Like, Oh, he changed no, I'm his like mind. Angry.
2: I, I, they're just like, well, like we don't know because they, there are producers that only work with the cast and then like with the girls or, you know, and then they're all, There are producers that only work with the lead and they keep them separate like for a reason. Yeah. So it's very possible that like they didn't know, but like, I don't like, you know, I only know so much. So when you're telling me like, You have to go like you're going to get the group day rose. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm getting group day rose. Like, I'm going to believe you. And so, yeah, I I just felt so invalidated, like, the entire time watching it back. Like, throughout the whole day, like, all the women were so nice to me. Clayton was so nice to me. Like, I thought it was just, like, you know, a growing moment and a moment that, like, Clayton and I were having together. But, no, they just cut the entire thing. And it was so disappointing.
1: I can imagine. I mean... How could it not be at that point? I mean, I, look, it sucks, but I'm the funny thing is, I'm wondering who else they told, "Hey, you're gonna get the oh prototype yeah. on this date."
2: <laughs> Probably a lot of people, uh, because then, like you know, then you can feel the camera on your face, and you're like, "Oh my god, like this is it?" And then he it to somebody else, and you just like look disappointed, you know, like yeah. they get those shots. I don't know. It just, yeah, that was like that was the worst. That was like I would say that's the second worst day that I had at Bachelor Nation for sure.
1: We'll get to the first one, which I'm sure happened yeah. during Paradise, uh, is my guess. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, so the next episode was Houston and um, the flag football date. You know, it, it's funny because Ugh. we've seen so many flag football games in this franchise. It's like, it yeah. seems like every other season, if and if not back-to-back seasons, they have repeated this type of date. Sometimes it's tackle, mm-hmm. sometimes it's flag. Yeah. You guys had tackle, and this was tackle. brutal. Like, did you get injured during this date or no?
2: yes i i think i posted like a photo when i got eliminated of the scar that i had like on my arm i was like bruised and my sister always jokes because she picked me up from the airport and she was like what happened to you like it looked <laughs> like i went through a blender like she's like oh my god um but yeah oh my god i got like everyone was getting turf burn like that that was just like across the board everyone had a ton of turf burn and like bruises it was awful
1: yeah that didn't seem fun um <laughs> Going into that rose ceremony, uh, the fourth one, where was where was your confidence level of getting a rose? I don't remember what happened with you at the. Did you get him at the Houston cocktail party to pull him aside? Okay, and what? Yeah, I
2: did. And I did a special little thing for him too, like they, because like I, I I'd always tried to do special things, but then they're like, oh, we can't pull it together in time. And I'm like, well, you pull a bunch of stuff together for somebody else. I was going to you know, say, like, you're well, getting, getting a lot of stuff, like, you know. Um, exactly. But, yeah. So <laughs> at, at that point, I kind of knew where I was on the roster, but I thought I had a, maybe a couple more weeks in me. Like, I thought I had maybe one more week in me um, because I, I didn't know anyone else's connection, really. Like, at that point, we we're like, oh, yeah, we're being secretive about our connections. Um, but I would, like, look around the room at the roster, ceremony. I'm like, oh, it's easy. Like, I got this easy. Like, you're going to go home. You're going to go home. <laughs> And um that was also like the Chine drama. So I'm like, oh, this is like the culmination of the Chine drama. She's gonna go home, like for sure. And we had some good time before, but then I remember I was like celebrating with Rachel. I was like, Oh my god, my talk is so good and we were like so happy. And then I go back and sit with the group, they're like, Did you kiss him? And I was like, No, they're like, Ooh, oh And I was like, What does that mean? <laughs> and then yeah, and then I went home and I was I yeah, I was I was shocked for sure.
1: Did you did you ever kiss Clayton in the in the time yeah. you were there? okay
2: I did I kissed him twice well, oh I'm like oh my god yeah I kissed him twice I probably had like forty minutes with him throughout the whole thing which is not that bad in you know the grand scheme of things
1: was it but for four you, weeks when you say you kissed him did you got did you guys have did you make out with him did you have make outs with him or you like kissed kissed oh yeah no,
2: no we had made it we, we had no we had made out. we had okay. makeouts. all right
1: well I mean yeah. I, obviously people have to go home every episode and unfortunately yeah. you were a casualty and in Houston, casualty. when you left, <clears throat> well, I guess we. I want to talk to you about Shanae real quick. What was yeah. your whole take on the Shanae thing as it was happening versus once it aired? Like when you left the show, mm. did you think, "Oh my God, Shanae is going to be the season's villain"? Like everybody, everybody yes. kind of knew it was going to be Shanae as the villain. And what was your personal interaction with her? Did you like her? Did you not mind <sighs> her? Were you indifferent about her, or you were just like I, she bothers me? <laughs>
2: yeah. So the first night one, her and Cassidy, I was like, I'm going to be best friends with these girls forever. Like, they were being so nice to me. Like, I was, like, really, like, you know, she, I, I had a really good first impression of her. Like, I was like, wow, this this girl's like, going to be my friend. Um, As the weeks went on and I saw kind of the stuff happening, I was just, I was getting more and more annoyed because it was taking a lot of time away from, like, time that I thought could have gone to me and my connection, you know, was being what I thought was like wasted on her antics. And it really did, especially after the football date, when she was like, I deserve to be here and she was on the losing team. Mm-hmm. I was so I was so annoyed because I w- we I was in the trenches with her at that point. And also I, I remember we walked off the field hand in hand. I was like, wow, she was really a teammate today. Like I I'd seen a lot of growth from her. Like And I and I could tell she was putting in some more effort during, especially that football day and the time in Houston. I was like, you know what? Like maybe we were wrong. Maybe she's turning a new leaf. And so I just felt like, especially after when she went to the cocktail party, I when like I heard that that she went to the cocktail party. I immediately ran into Rachel's room and I woke her up out of a dead sleep. She's like, I was like, should I should I was at the cocktail party? And it was just like, yeah. So I I was really annoyed with her during filming and then afterwards when i saw like him like putting her up on the counter and like kissing her all like during the cocktail party i was just so annoyed i was so annoyed but then in paradise i was like she's chill she's my girl (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i i quickly forgot but um yeah i don't know i i we got like a little bit of an explanation from her But also like, I don't know, in Houston, that was really bad. I was getting whiplash with her because then she gave us that speech where she was crying and I was like, I forgive you. And then she's like, I just played those guys. So yeah, it was, it gave me whiplash, but I'm like, something's going on with you. Like internally, it's not, it has nothing to do with me, you know, Yeah. like something's going on with you. So that's like fine. That's your journey, but like, don't fuck up my shit anymore.
1: Yeah. No, I think, and it, you know, just obviously producer got into her head and basically told her, let's do all this stuff, and she went oh, with it. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, When you left the show, who in your mind yeah. did you think had the strongest connection? If you had to push yourself back to leaving Houston, did you have in your mm-hmm. mind who you thought he was going to pick? Rachel.
2: Hmm. Uh, I would have put money. Uh, like, when, so, you know, I was, like, waiting patiently for Rachel to, like, Finish filming <laughs> and then I finally get the text from her and I'm like oh my god so we get on FaceTime and she's crying and she looks dreadful and I'm like what do you mean I'm like there's no way and she was like yeah like there's there's a way and I could not believe it I was shocked I I was for sure that they had the best connection there was no one else
1: you never saw it with Susie and him
2: I, I did, but I think it's maybe, maybe cause I was just closer to Rachel and I had heard like the, you know, what had happened like intimately, not like, not that intimately, but like, you know, I, <laughs> the little moments that they had yeah and I was like, Oh, like for sure. And also Rachel was just like getting roses. She never, there's never a week where she didn't have a rose. I don't think Bef- like during a rose ceremony, like, you know, just getting group date roses like back to back to back. Yeah. So I was like, she has to.
1: Interesting. So when when the rose ceremony from hell played out on TV,
2: <gasps>
1: did yeah. you know? Did you know already that was coming, or did you? No.
2: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I knew a little bit. The thing is, like Rachel is like the perfect person. Like honestly, good on them for like casting her in like as Bachelorette at, you know, on Paradise. She is like a good franchise girl, where Mm -hmm. like she will not; she'll take it to the grave until like you know it all plays out, and then she'll let me know. But I, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was that bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that was. I I mean, we haven't really. I'm thinking about it. I don't think we've seen an ending like that. We've never had an ending where the lead picked somebody and she said yeah no <laughs> like yeah right no I don't want I don't want to be with you I don't I'm not going to accept any I can't remember did Clayton actually propose it to Susie and she said no or Susie no. was aware that he was going to and she just said let's I can't remember what happened in that finale do you remember I don't
2: know I, I don't know if she because there's like the scene of him like at the altar I remember that yeah. not the altar but like I I don't know if she ended up going down there I know that she was still in Iceland at the time. I don't know if they ended up talking after, but I know that he essentially left single because then yeah. he then they rekindled after. So and it was like, you know, to me I was always like especially watching it back and knowing how I thought that Rachel's connection was the best and like her being like my closest friend. Like I was, you know, she she you know after Gabby said like no, like I'm she turned him down. Um, Rachel was the only one standing and she would have stood by that man, you know?
1: Yeah. it's, it's but, it certainly is interesting. When when did you know that he had, I don't know, rekindled with Suzy post show?
2: Oh, during the maybe right before like AFR.
1: Oh wow, okay.
2: Maybe like I was like, I I think that's probably Suzy who they're talking about. Yeah. But I had no idea.
1: When your Women Tell All aired, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of it's stemmed around Shanae, And, uh, you know, some people say, well, a lot of people say that the Women Tell All is a um, audition for Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. We know that producers gas you all up to make sure it's it's catty or whatever. Did you get involved in Women Tell All stuff with Sinead or anybody else? I don't remember, but go ahead. What did you do?
2: Yeah. I called her a, a, a broke-ass Meryl Streep, <laughs> which was, like, kind of funny, but also, like, I was being so aggro. Like, but they do, like, hype you up so much. Like, yeah. remember when she did this? Like, remember when this happened? And then they played at the beginning of the tell. They didn't, I think they might have bleeped it out, but we heard for the first time that she called us the C-word.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
2: I was, like, so that really got everyone, like, riled up. Like, I mean, shots were just being fired, like, left and right. And so, yeah. And, and everyone is like riled up, you know, we've been cooped up in the hotel too. So this is our first time, you know, and you do hear that like paradise, like this is an audition for paradise. You do hear that. So like, that's in your mind for sure. Um, but Yeah, I mean, I was like definitely a little embarrassed by my behavior, to
0: be honest. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions of Apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's
1: okay. We forgive you. Um, because no, it, no, It's like whatever. Because it brought us to paradise uh, for you. It now, when, when paradise was first brought up to you, or when was it brought up to you? Was it right away uh, when you were eliminated in Houston? I mean, I know they kind of ask everybody, like, would you be interested? And, yeah. Of course, a lot of people. But, like, when did it become real for you that you were going to be on paradise?
2: Um, I mean, I think that the initial like women tell all invite is a good sign. And then it was probably maybe like a month after where they started to kind of really talk about it.
1: Okay. And then were you, obviously, I think a lot of people were hoping to get on as soon as possible because obviously you don't want to be one of the, you know, After the fifth row ceremony, it's like, oh, okay, here comes somebody. There's one option for you, you know, kind of like what Lindsay went through, you know. She had nobody to ask out. So you are initial cast um, of of Paradise. When you were going down there, this was another situation where you had not seen what Clayton's season uh, brought us, uh, Gabby and Rachel. So you had not seen any of Gabby and Rachel's men um, on TV yet. You knew basically their names and their faces, and if anybody was following along with spoilers, you kind of knew how long people lasted, but you had never seen them uh, on TV. So you get down there, who immediately jumps out to you? Was it Jacob and his <laughs> leaf bikini or whatever it was?
2: No, no. So when I first went to, and it's so funny because I remember being in an interview and it was like looking pretty desolate like at the time. And I, like, in terms of my options, and I was like, who am I going to... I didn't even know his name. I thought his name was Jericho. I was like, who, got, who am I going to marry Jericho? Like, I was just, like, this clown with a leaf. Like, you're kidding. Um, so I, I first, when I first went down on the beach, I I was also, like, kind of embroiled in an off-screen thing with Romeo and Kira. So I knew that was the potential that I had to deal with that when I first went down. Um, and then... In terms of, like, the new guys that kind of, like, caught my eye. Well, obviously, I was, like, looking – I was, like, waiting for Rodney. I was, like – you know, I was looking forward to seeing Rodney. But in terms of, like, Gabby and Rachel's guys, like, Johnny and I had a really good conversation. And so for, like, a couple hours there, I was, like, Johnny, okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now, you mentioned – I totally forgot this. You mentioned the whole Romeo and Kira thing. Can can you explain – this because I mean, I've never had Romeo or Kira on the podcast and that was a major thing for the first two episodes was what the Huge. hell is this love triangle? So explain yeah. to everybody what happened pre-show.
2: Ugh, it's like <laughs> there, there's so much. Um Basically I knew that. So Kira and I were hanging out like immediately when Clayton season wrapped. Mm-hmm. Like I hadn't even gone home and I was flying out to see Kira and we were like hanging out for like weeks. Um so i developed like, a really close friendship with Kieran and during that time like we were like partying <laughs> we were like seeing people and um so one of those people that we met was romeo so i knew she had knew she had known romeo from well she, they, they had gone to harvard at the same time i don't i don't think they were friends but they were there at the same time so that was the connection um and i remember that Tessa and I ended up just, like, being in a bar with just Romeo. Um, Kira was at, like, a different club, and it just, like, didn't work out. We couldn't get in there, so we went to this bar. And I remember, like, kind of hitting it off with Romeo. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, weird. But Kira had maybe gone on a date with him earlier that day. And I was like, oh, that's weird, but, like, she's abandoning him. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, a weird situation. But I was like, oh, he's, like, a good guy. This is, like, friendly. It's nice to have people, like, in Bachelor Nation. Um, and I knew that Romeo was like interested i knew that he was like interested and i knew that potentially kira was still interested in romeo so i kind of like let that be um i ended up going back to new york later and i saw him but we were supposed to hang out so like romeo and i we we're supposed to have dinner with like rodney um pardeep and olu and then they all canceled and it was just mean romeo at dinner and he was like oh looks like our group date turned into a one-on-one And I'm like, what the, so, uh, right. (laughs) So, and then he, that's funny is he, he tried to kiss me in the club that night and I swerved him. Why? Because I wasn't like, I wasn't interested in starting a relationship. Mm. Like I knew that paradise was like a potential and I didn't want to like be messy. Well, it turns out just be messy anyways, but I never (laughs) kissed Romeo before. I knew there's like a flirtation. Um, and then I think like in the run up to oh and then I had found out that I was like talking to Romeo a lot like we were like talking pretty like consistently um, I was talking to Kira too like group messages group FaceTimes like whatever and then <laughs> and then I found out that they had kissed in the club I found out that they made out and to me at that time I was like oh my god they like lied to me because they did like ultimately I had to like like get it out of Romeo that they had kissed but kira had kept it a secret from me and i think it was their intention to kind of like keep it a secret from me i just thought that was like weird and so that was just like weird vibes there was just like maybe some territorial stuff going on um and yeah so then we went to paradise i i didn't talk to Romy. i remember by the time it because that was like by the, at the beginning of the year, so by the time like Clayton season aired, I was already like not really on good terms with Romeo, so I hadn't talked to him from pretty much then until until Paradise.
1: And then what happened was, down in Paradise in terms of you and Kira and him? Because now I remember now it's starting to refresh my memory. Yeah. There was something else that went on down in Paradise, and what was the storyline down there?
2: So I had gone down and we were all first in. We were all there the first day. Yeah. Um, I remember I got there first and then Romeo came down and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to have a conversation with him. He pulls me for a conversation. As we are talking, Kira comes down <laughs> and I'm like, you guys play this so well. <laughs> um, so Kira comes down and of course, like I, you know, I give her a hug, whatever. I'm like, okay, we're being cordial, we're being nice, like I'm still And then, um, she cuts in, in my conversation with Romeo and there's a the whole thing where, like she stole my drink like that, like, I don't know, it was like made a big deal. Um, but yeah, so she did, she took, she took my drink, which is, you know, fine. Sharing is caring, whatever. But you know, that was my one alcoholic drink of the hour. Um, so so that happens. And then I keep trying to talk to Romeo and she keeps interrupting. And so I'm like, okay, this isn't going to go away. Like we're going to have to have a conversation. Um, but my idea of like having a conversation, her idea of having conversations were like different. She's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, Oh God. And I'm like, okay, let's talk. And then she just like lays me out in front of the whole beach. And this is the first night. Like I haven't even unpacked my bags, <laughs> and this is happening. Um, but for doing so, yes, what get- she
1: laid you out for doing what you didn't, do anything
2: for being she yeah exactly she said that I was gaslighting she called me gaslighter she called me a slut shamer which I don't understand where that came from at all oh wait no there was there was a conversation that happened Um and you know she was saying like that the producers had asked us like as a conversation starter like oh are you guys um like looking for guys and blah blah and she was saying like that she wanted I don't know maybe she was, she said something sexual I don't know but I remember saying because we're all like I want a guy who's nice to me like, very, like, simple things. And I said, the bar is on the floor. And I think she maybe interpreted that as, like, I was calling her as, like, a slut. I, I, I don't, I genuinely have no idea, but that's the only thing I could think of. Hmm. Um, and so I was, like, where is this coming from? Like, I was really blindsided. I thought we were going to have, like, a, a civil conversation about how we were going to navigate this. Um, and then Romeo was, like, you know, he said that he wanted to pursue me. And so I said, okay, well then we need to figure this out. Like how we're gonna do this with her here if she's gonna keep doing this. Um, and so so then Romeo had a conversation with Kira saying, you know, I want to pursue Jill, and then she you know, came over and we had that altercation on the beach.
1: And then when did the Jacob thing start? And that's what draw that's what drew you away from Romeo, obviously. Jacob comes in, or Jacob was already there, obviously he was part of the first yeah. initial cast. It just, yeah. just talking to him, you just started to become more infatuated with him or just more into him, <laughs> not infatuated, okay, wrongly, yeah. but just, so, more into um, him.
2: yeah. So Romeo gave me like the first rose ceremony. Romeo gave me like an apology rose because he had, you know, he said that he was going to, Oh, because of the Britney stuff. Yeah. Like, so he, we'd gone through, I'd gone through all of that crap the first night being like you know kind of fighting for my time with Romeo and fighting for like the possibility of us having a relationship and then he turns around first of all he doesn't want to spend any time with me it seems like he was not spending time with me i was asking for quality time he was not wanting to give that to me um so that was like a red flag and then as like i'm kind of spiraling from that i you know he pulls Brittany. And I'm like, after all of that, like after everything we just did, this is like months of like culmination of like, this is like, you know, ancestral beef that we've had, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we've just like cleared that up. So now we can, you know, try to try this out. And so, so he ended up giving me an apology rose because he had no one else that wanted to really accept the rose. I think cure would have accepted it, but he felt that, that was like the right thing to do. And I was grateful for that. Um, but Yeah. So then the week after that, I said, well, I'm sorry, Romeo, but I'm not going to be in a relationship with you. Like you need to find this, you know, what you're looking for somewhere else. Um, And then, yeah, Jacob and I just started talking one night. um, And, yeah, we we kind of like hit it off like right away when we started to actually talk to each other. We had just like, you know, made jokes in passing, but nothing serious.
1: So here you are. Now you're on, and by the way, as an aside, didn't I see, even though there's been just nothing but negative and just a shitstorm storm going on in Bachelor Nation to start the year, hmm. didn't I see recently that Romeo got engaged?
2: He did. I saw that recently. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Yeah. That is so, I I mean, so happy for him.
1: I don't, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't follow him. I don't know how long he'd been with this girl or whatever, but yeah, it looks like, yeah, I don't he's know either. Now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, hey, I know.
1: Good for him. Anyway, so you're with Jacob now uh, yeah. on the show. <laughs> not, yeah. not not in real yeah. time. Um <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, you guys had you guys had a relationship and then that ultimately I think the biggest thing for you, and this is this is where I think the the, the, the Jill Chen memory for me comes into play, which was mm. whatever you want to call it. The Casa Moore twist, the yeah. let's send the women away from their men and yeah. watch them spiral, which it seemed like yeah. every woman <laughs> every woman did. You were you were one that I mean I don't want to use the word spiral because it has such a negative connotation to it, but you were not. Oh no, it wasn't good for you, right? Like you did not. I was not well. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: was not well at all. Like that was yeah. You're right. That was the worst day. That's the worst day in paradise. Um, I had not been feeling like mentally good that day. Like I was. I had. I'm gonna be honest. I had a panic attack that day before we left for. This is before I even knew split week, split week was happening. Like, something just wasn't right. I wasn't obviously getting a lot of sleep. Like, I don't know. I was just, like, anxious. And so I ended up, like, having a panic attack. And so then after, you know, I have all that, like, it was a bunch of, like, kerfuffle, you know, obviously. And then they were like, you can take, like, a quick nap. And, like, we're going to wake you up when it's time. But you can take, like, a quick nap. And I was like, okay. So let me rest for a second. And then I wake up and... The next, the, what what we end up doing is they call it uh, Jesse calls us in to tell us about split week. So like that's, that's where I was mentally, you know, when that was happening was I was not having a good day mentally already. And then you tell me that I'm supposed to leave the person that I just, you know, went on a great date with and I'm starting to form this relationship with. And you're going to put me in a van in a foreign country. Like, yeah, I trust you guys, but, like, I don't know where I'm going. And all these beautiful women are going to flirt with the guys. Like, that is so sinister to me.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's stole, like, stolen directly from Love Island, but, yeah. It was, it had, I know, right. They had it never was, done it. They had never done it in six previous no. seasons. Or seven. Right. Because were on season eight. So, yeah, they had never done it in seven previous season so yeah i would think everybody in that point was just like oh shit this sucks
2: yeah like i had no idea like i I didn't even know that the possibility if i'd known it was a possibility i might have been more prepared for it and also the other thing is they didn't let us have conversations with our men before so i didn't know if jacob was going to be open to talking to these girls or not i mean obviously he was but i didn't know and i didn't know like if there were going to be guys where we were going, we were told that that it was just a girl's trip. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to suck it up. And then when I got there and there were guys there, I was like, oh my God, like he doesn't even know. It feels wrong to explore something when he doesn't even know. So it was just like, I, when I tell you I was like in bed for, I'm not even joking, 80% of the time I was there, I was in bed for 80% of the time that I was there. (laughs) Like I was not... I was really, like, truly, and like falling apart, and like being such a menace. And I feel really bad for the guys that were there. So you guys we all were like that
1: because you guys ended up getting. Let me pull it up here: Rick, Olu, Alex, Tyler, yes. and Adam. Yeah. And nobody of none of those women, if I remember correctly, were into any of those guys for the most part. No, At least seriously, right?
2: No, no. I, I mean Tyler. There was maybe a few bites. And like obviously oh, yeah. they're all gorgeous they're all like Tyler and Chine yeah.
1: had their thing, right?
2: Yeah. Tyler and Cheney. And like they're all gorgeous men. And obviously I said I've been apparently famously I haven't watched it, but I had said that they were like hot garbage. But obviously <laughs> they are gorgeous men. And like but it just felt so wrong. They just made it such like an inhospitable like environment to even think about, you know, quote unquote cheating on our guys. And so I was just like, yeah, I mean, thinking back, on like, wow, I really had, like, I should have gone for this person, this person, this person. But, yeah, no, it was it was bad.
1: Who did Jacob end up, because Jasenia, Florence, Sarah, Katie, or Kate, and Eliza ended up coming in for the women. Mm-hmm. Who did Jacob connect with, or did he with anybody? Kate. Or? Oh, that's right. It was Jacob. Kate, and Kate. that's right. My and my dear was, friend. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. And then Kate immediately, someone else, another guy came in or whatever, yeah. and then Kate jumped to him.
2: She was with she was with Logan at, at when I came back. So Jacob was like single, like he could have just you know.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: But he didn't. So
1: now, again, if I remember this correctly. Yeah. You guys uh, were the last season. I mean season nine this past summer, didn't have a reunion show. You guys had a reunion show. We did. And on your reunion show, if I remember correctly, Jacob basically said, I want to be in a relationship with you, right? Like, you guys left the reunion show as a couple, correct?
2: We did, yes. And then if
1: I'm not mistaken, I want to say within, like, a (gasps) week, wasn't it like a week or two, all of a sudden I'm reading on Us Weekly that Jacob and Jill have broken up, right?
2: Steve, Steve it happened that day. It happened the day of the hard launch. But I kept what? it a secret. I kept it a secret until a week I kept it a secret. Okay, until so a week but okay, so you're
1: saying okay, so I was right about it being very close to the reunion and yes, then but,
2: but you're was, saying it, it happened. It that was day. a single day. It was the day that it lasted until the day of the air. <laughs> Just like so dark. Yeah. So um, so what happened? Oh, well, when you posted the hard launch, which I first of all, we had been talking for a little bit, like ever since our one on one aired, we were like, That was pretty cool. Like, we look like we're really happy. Um, so we started talking. Um, like, you know, and so we are like, Okay, maybe we should give this another shot. So I knew I was gonna see him at the reunion, but I was like, Okay, like we want I, I wanted I wanted the reunion to be like, we're gonna film the reunion and then you know, we're not going to talk about anything. We're going to go into each other's hotel rooms and, like, you know, have it out. And, like, you know, just talk about it. See if there's even a possibility of us getting back together. But then it was, like, this, you know, this big grand gesture. It wasn't, I always say grand gesture. People are like, it's not that big. But, like, you know, he made a big deal about asking me out. And I didn't – I wasn't really wanting it to be public yet. Mm. So I didn't know for sure. But – you know, so I, I agreed to like exploring it a little more. Um, so we left that. You know, we had the night in the hotel, um, and then you know we had a, we had a press day the next day, and that was really great. And then we parted ways. And I so I wasn't going to see him for a little bit. I planned a trip with the help of Ashley and Jared um, for him for Jacob to come to Rhode Island, and he was going to do like an event at ashley and jared's coffee shop audrey's um and so like we were gonna fund the trip and so jacob is gonna come out here and like spend time with me and we were gonna have like our first trip as a couple so we were planning all of that and then the reunion airs and then i get a dm on instagram about his hard launch and obviously you probably know where i'm going with this
1: Actually, I don't because I'm kind of, you don't, this is kind of, it it kind of is in my mind, but it kind of isn't like, I don't remember. All I remember was on the reunion show you guys announced, or he made this gesture that he was, he wanted to date you. And then shortly after that, all of a sudden you guys were broken up. I don't even remember. So you're going to have to refresh my memory and the audience. So
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. So if, if you know, you hard launch with a guy and a girl is DMing you, Hey bestie, (laughs) you probably know what's, what's coming. And so I'd found out that he was on hinge, like active. He had actually created a hinge recently because it said just joined. (laughs) So I was getting like messages from girls being like, Mm -hmm. Hey, your mans is on hinge. And so I was like, you know, that was kind of the beginning of the end, like the nail in the coffin where I was like, dude, what are you doing?
1: So the hard oh, okay, so you're saying once the hard launch the, the episode because obviously you filmed the episode probably yeah. ten days in advance.
2: Yeah, probably like a couple
1: weeks. Okay. Yeah. And then the episode airs and everybody thinks, yeah. okay, the audience that's watching, okay, Jill and Jacob are gonna try being a couple and then
2: Yeah. Once post that it on Instagram posted
1: on Instagram and women started contacting you.
2: Yes. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Kinda yeah. like
1: kind of like what um What's her face just went through? Um,
2: yes, Kylie. Kylie, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know the feeling, babe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just like, and obviously I, I know, I, sh- I should have known from Split Week that he was maybe not the best person for monogamy, like, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that should have been a red flag to me. Um, but I was just like, I was putting in so much effort and he admits it. And so we ended up like, and I defended him like tooth and nail. Like I was being really protective. I like didn't want this to like come out and like him like be canceled and all that. I just wanted it to quietly go away for everyone's sake, you know? Um, so, you know, I did my best to kind of like not put him on blast. Um, and I don't like, it, it wasn't like we were like boyfriend, girlfriend, couple, we love each other. It was like, we're going to try it out. And ultimately it just like fell apart before even really got started. Um, so, like, it sucked for, like, a couple weeks, and I was, like, fine. You know, it wasn't, like, this big, devastating. So, I was just, like, whatever. We remained, like, kind of friendly. Like, he would, like, call me every once in a while. Um, We remained, like, friendly. And then the last time I talked to him was when I was on – I was getting ready for a date with my current boyfriend. It's, like, my first date. He's, like, what are you doing? I'm, like, I'm getting ready for a date. He's, like, oh, oh okay. And that's the last time I talked to him. <laughs> yeah, she's a <laughs>
1: And look, um, now I wanted to get into that. You have a you have a new boyfriend. I don't even know if it's yeah. new, but um, yeah, you've been with him a few months. How did you meet your current boyfriend?
2: Um, so my mom set us up, which is so oh, funny. Geez. Yeah, mom, normally that, that never, works.
1: never. I was just gonna say, they usually no. never works. Parents, I
2: know. Up. So she showed me like this like raggedy picture of him, like from his LinkedIn, and I was like, I could see potential. I was like, oh, like that's probably an old picture. I was like, he's actually kind of cute. So I was moving to like a new city and he was in the city and so, um, so yeah, we ended up like meeting and yeah, we've just celebrated our year anniversary.
1: Wow. It's been a year. Holy It's shit. been a year.
2: Isn't that crazy? I know.
1: Gosh, everything moves so fast. Oh, okay. I didn't really. I, I knew you'd been with him a while. I didn't know it was a yeah. year. So It was a
2: year. I know. I'm old.
1: Do you guys live? Have you guys moved in together? Is that the next step?
2: No, that that's the next step
1: yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, and you're still in Rhode Island, right?
2: I am. I'm still in Rhode Island.
1: Don't we have someone from Rhode Island on Joey season?
2: We do, and I know her.
1: Oh, He's my friend. What's her name? Uh, oh, Sydney. Sydney, right? Sydney. Her, Sydney yeah. Gordon. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you, did you know her pre? I did. Okay.
2: Yeah, I knew her through Ashley. I.
1: Ah, okay. That's right. Ashley. Yeah. They, they know her. Okay. Yeah. Um, makes total sense. Um. Yep. Everyone stay tuned for that. That's going to be interesting this season. I know. Season.
2: Watching- my God, so interesting, you guys. Oh, my God, so many good. Watching
1: Sydney's journey. Um, yeah, so that'll be coming up on Joey's season. And then what we talked about um, – well, something else I wanted to talk to you about before we get to your job is okay. after – around all this time – or actually, I don't even know what we're dealing with in terms of dates and what part of the calendar this was. But for a while there, you got to – while it was still a podcast – you got to host or co-host clickbait and this is something that, so how did clickbait come about and exactly Mm. whatever happened with it?
2: Yeah. So clickbait was, um, at first I went on, I went on one of the, I went on talking it out first, like as off Clayton season as a contestant. Yeah. And then I, I think I went on clickbait after paradise. Um, and it was at the time where I think it was just Joe and Natasha at the time because Tia was out for maternity leave. And so they they just had me on as a guest. Um, and then afterwards they were like, hey, you know, Tia's on maternity leave and Natasha had just announced that or, yeah, Natasha just announced that she was going to leave the podcast. So they were looking for a host. And so they're like, do you want to fill in? And I'm like, Um, Yeah, like, absolutely. Those are like coveted positions, you know, like, being able to like host a Bachelor Nation podcast is like a dream. So I was super excited. I said yes. Um, So then it was, I think it was an episode, I did a couple episodes with just me and Joe. And then um, I did a few episodes where it was me, Aaron and Mari co hosting. Um, And that was during when Joe was filming the goat
1: yeah okay um and this so, yeah. so this would have been what april last year
2: i think yes april. or like I, it was the beginning of this year well not well this is 2024 but yeah. uh right now but um yeah so i guess yeah last last april ish
1: when when you say they came to me about possibly doing hosting job who Who's they? Is it producers that are literally the ones that were down on the beach and filming Clayton's? Season? Like, who? okay, no, is it iHeart people? No, they have
2: no, I don't think it's well, maybe there's some iHeart people, but it's like the uh Bachelor Nation like media team. There's oh, I, like, like a social media team, gotcha. Um, and so they do the podcast, and so yeah, so they're different, like, they're I call them like the podcast producers. Um, so they contact you for any like publicity stuff.
1: So you do however many episodes you do and you're thinking, is this going to be permanent? Is this just a trial? What is, what is going through your head when you're doing this?
2: Yeah. So I knew at first it was just like, they, like at the end of every week they're like, Hey, can you fill in next week? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I would like move around my work schedule, like all of that. Um, So it was just like a week by week basis. And they're like, hey, so every week for like a couple weeks, they were, you know, they asked me to come back. And then when Joe was like filming the goat and it was me, Aaron and Mari, uh, it was kind of more like, well, we're so they had gotten rid of talking it out. And happy hour was kind of like defunct at that point, like they weren't filming as many episodes. So clickbait was like the only one. Um, so they were like, We're gonna we wanna reorganize the podcast, like because they were kind of a mess at that point, like there wasn't really any continuity, like they wanted and they wanted some fresh faces. That's what they told me. So I was like, Oh my god, like this is amazing, like a permanent position as like a host of a podcast. Like that's fucking awesome. Um, so I knew that they were like trying me out and they were trying to find like good chemistry. And so I was with Joe and like there was after an episode. There was one episode that I did with Joe and I was like, wow, like I felt really good about that. I feel like I finally got through to Joe and now we have like good chemistry. Um, So and then I was with Mari and Aaron and we were like working really hard to like, you know, to be good podcast hosts because we've never done this before. But so it gave us all an opportunity to kind of explore that space. And that was like really amazing. Um, And it was super fun to do. And it was just, like, an exciting time because I thought that genuinely, like, I thought that we were going to get our own podcast. Like, yeah. that was what my understanding was, was that, you know, like, and then they're like, well, you know, we're really close to, like, coming up with like, a contract. You know, I didn't a contract or anything like that. So, it was like, well, you know, we're getting close. No, oh, we're getting close. Like, don't worry, but can you come back next week? You know, it was always, like, pushing it off, yeah. you know, like, what was really going to happen. Um, and then I get a call. From the producer and I at this point I'm like oh she's gonna tell me that like they have a contract ready for me and it was the opposite it was she they they told me that they were getting rid of the podcast altogether like yeah we're just not doing the podcast anymore and I known at that time I think there's maybe some like restructuring or like budget issues and I think we can kind of all like see that in some of like the less travel and destinations and you know like we knew that the franchise maybe wasn't flourishing financially as it once had been yeah. so I was like okay I was like okay that makes sense they're getting rid of the podcast that sucks like oh my god that sucks so bad but they're just getting rid of them there's nothing I can do and then I was like she's like we'll contact you and this is nothing against like the producers of like they were so excellent to work with this is like nothing against them um, and I don't want to sound bitter or anything like that but or ungrateful for the opportunity but it just you know I, I left with the feeling that Maybe I wasn't treated fairly like they, they told me that they were canceling the podcast. And then a couple weeks later, I see that they announced the podcast of happy hour with Joe and Serena. And they're excellent. Like they are great hosts. They've been hosting for a long time. But I was just like, oh, like, was this the plan the whole time? It told me anything. It was like maybe a, a one minute conversation where, hey, we're getting rid of the podcast. So sorry. We'll contact you if anything else comes up. That's it. And then I see an announcement on Instagram where they're the hosts, and I'm like, what is going on? I thought they were getting rid of them. So I I think you can imagine like me, like if there were other people who were involved in the podcast, I don't know if they were told in that way. Like if they were just like, Hey, you've lost your job, you know? Um, but yeah, so, so that's how it ended. And then, you know, Joan Serena are now happy hour podcast hosts, which is great. They have just have the one, um, and they're great hosts. They're, like, great to work with, great people. But, yeah, I just felt, like, blindsided and just, like, that was, like, a crappy thing that happened, for sure.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it sounds like you did the work that they asked you to do, thinking it could lead to something. And, yeah. you know, like you said, you're appreciative of the opportunity, but <clears throat> it also sounds like you really weren't treated all that fairly, equally, as, yeah. as others were, because – they keep bachelor happy hour. They promote Joe and Serena. That's fine. But then they just dump clickbait altogether. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also like the previous hosts of like happy hour. Like, I don't know like who exactly was a part of it at that time, but like that sucks. And so, yeah, yeah I like, I don't want to like, I don't want to seem like bitter or ungrateful or like they didn't deserve it or whatever. Like nothing like that. It was just like, maybe more of a cautionary tale. Like I, it's not like I got my hopes up, but it was just like, this is what I was being told. And so I believed it, you know? Um, so yeah, I just felt like that was, it it definitely like left a bad taste in my mouth. Not that they can't, not that they said they were like canceling the podcast, but because like, it was just the way that it happened. If they were just like honest with me and were like, Hey, it's just not going to work out with you. I'd be like, totally get it. I suck. You know, like whatever. Um, but Yeah, I just felt like strung along Um, and like I was promised. I don't know, because it's also like the whole thing is don't bite the hand that feeds you, you know, like you are always in this position where I, you know, the producers say jump and I ask how high. Like I've always been like that, which is bad. But, you know, you see other people, they and, you know, like looking back, I'm like, I was asking like they didn't they've never invited me to like an AFR. Just like be in the audience. You know how you see people in the audience, like yeah. former cast members? They've never done that for me. Like, and I've asked, like, you're telling me I can't go to Rachel's AFR? Like, she's like going through a tough time and I'm her best friend and you're not going to invite me to be in the audience, you know? Like, I, I just knew, like, now I know that they were just like, you know, keeping me in a certain position and I was like fulfilling their needs at that time. But I wasn't, I wasn't getting anything out of it, you know? And that's not to say, like, again, that I'm ungrateful, but I'm just like I see how others are treated and I'm not in that group, you know? Well, it kind of goes back so, to what
1: you said at the beginning of the podcast in that <clears throat> you can pretty much correlate this to just like, oh, Jill, uh, you know, you got to be there tonight. You're going to get the you're going to get the group date rose. Yeah. It's like they dangle, right. they dangle stuff in front of you to get you to agree to say stuff, agree to do stuff. And then it's just. Oh, your collateral damage, essentially, is what it becomes.
2: Right. Yeah, and I did feel that way, and it was just like, although, like, you know, I got the experience of podcasting with them, and I got, like, a little bit of exposure, not that much, um, but, you know, like, that was a cool experience, and I'm really grateful for it all, and overall, I think I've had, like, a really good Bachelor experience, like, in comparison. I mean, some people just really go through the ringer, but I think I've, and, like, I, I know that we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but, like, part of me holding my Regular job and not getting kind of swept up in this. It was intentional because you know if God forbid I was like banking on this and it fell through, you know, like that would put me in a really bad space. I've seen people in Bachelor Nation kind of go through similar things where, I mean, you know, it it dries up and you're left in in a tough position. And so, yeah, that was just like kind of like a wake up moment that I was like, okay, like maybe this is my sign. And now I'm feeling more than ever that like okay, like there's nothing else in store for me and that's fine. Like I'm happy with what, you know, how it all ended. Um, but yeah, so, so now I'm here and I have no like ill will towards the franchise, but it's just like, that wasn't cool, dude.
1: Yeah. you know, no, it, it definitely wasn't. Um, but I appreciate you sharing. Um, I appreciate you sharing that story because I think a lot of people, you know, I don't think we've ever really gotten an answer from the show. And I, I don't know how many other people have talked about, it on other podcasts of like what the hell happened to clickbait like this was a main podcast within this franchise and then all of a sudden it was gone one day you know <laughs> they were rotating all these hosts and then all of a sudden boom poof gone we're just going to give joe and serena bachelor happy hour it's like uh, okay i guess we just have to accept that um whatever it is what it is this is what the show does um okay before before we end on your job thing i had to bring this up to you because this has always crossed my mind when i saw you first on clayton season and then on um paradise Who have people told you you look like (laughs) celebrity-wise?
2: Oh, God. Why are you going to say somebody?
1: Yeah, I have somebody in mind.
2: Oh, really? Well, because the people of Fatual Nation think I look like Pee Wee Herman. What? (laughs) I (laughs) have gotten, you look like Pee Wee Herman. You look like Pee Wee Herman.
1: Pee Wee Herman?
2: Yeah, and you know what? It maybe is true, but that's fine. You know, like, I've accepted that. No, no. people say Pee Wee Herman. But, like, the people who are trying to be nice to me, they say Shane Mitchell. And I'm like... Thank you, and they also say Nikita. Who? Uh, I don't know the woman's name, but she plays a woman named Nikita.
1: Ah, yes, yeah. that that is the one I said. Maggie Q is her name. Um, but yeah, I just, I it's funny because you say people call said you look like Pee Wee Herman. I remember in fifth grade, I got a very short haircut. Literally <laughs> looked like Pee Wee, and everybody thought I looked like Pee Wee Herman, and they called me Pee Wee. So
2: yeah. <laughs> It, maybe it's just like a classic, you know, yeah, that's something we can connect on. <laughs> and, you know, like, what from the? one Pee Wee Herman to another. What the
1: hell? Oh, yeah, okay, just know you don't look like Pee Wee Herman. I'm sorry you Thank had to you. deal with that. Just yeah, out right. of curiosity, since we're dealing with this now and going on in Bachelor Nation, a lot of, you know, hate and stuff online, what is the worst thing yeah. that you got from somebody?
2: Oh, gosh. Okay, I remember it specifically. Mm. Um, There was this, like, one guy who was... I'm actually... I'm such a block delete girl. Like, I'm like, you're done. Like, you cannot have access to me anymore. Mm. Which, I don't know. Like, people take different approaches, but that's the approach I took. Um, But there was someone that said... um, Oh, okay. So there's a picture of me, like, looking really haggard. um, And, you know, I was, like, crying. I wasn't wearing any makeup. And they said and the ugliest person on the beach award goes to and it was a picture of me like Ugh. looking so haggard Ugh. and i'm like okay so there's that and then there was there was like a, it's all about like appearance um there was someone that said um buy some tits and grow a personality and i'm like okay like fair <laughs> i don't need not fair (laughs) (laughs) well like fine for you but like i'm fine with the way i am like shut up asshole yeah so there was that and then there was um there was another one that said like why would jacob go for jill when he could get someone younger and hotter at any college bar and i'm like younger and hotter like am i old like (laughs) what are you talking about like just bizarre 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 um but yeah those are the worst ones they're always appearance based um Or, like, saying, like, I'm annoying. I think a lot of people, like, I think Olivia got it a lot. I think if you're just, like, a big personality and you're, like, a storyteller or animated, you get a lot of, like, you're annoying. And that's totally fair. Like, I feel like I definitely was annoying at certain points. Like, I couldn't watch certain episodes because I'm like, whoa, like, I was, you know, a little too much. But it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is unfair, but unfortunately, you know, um, this is what. You know, this is what being a contestant on the show now means. Like, you, yes. with all the yeah. perks that come with it, there is a very, very dark downside, and that's
2: oh, the trolls huge. of Bachelorette You know, like, it, I feel bad, especially, like, Cat and, like, people go, and even, like, now that Caitlin like, Bristow has just come, like, is talking about it currently, it's like, yeah. you know, the like, death threats, like, what? We are on a TV show. Like, I just think it's, you know, it, it's a little crazy. I think people need to, like, see it as entertainment and then like talk shit in your group chat like that's what i do you know i don't go and like you know keep it in keep it in the home like i i you know you don't need to be spewing that all like to my face and although some people like rachel says all the time it's like you see you feel like it's so big and you feel like there's so much online about it because it's coming straight to you like i truly do see everything about me um not because i'm like looking for it but it just finds you and so yeah, it it can be like overwhelming at times. And but I, there was one week where I gave my, my all my socials to my friends, and I said, just block and delete anything you wouldn't think I would want to see, and that's it. And I didn't look at it for a week.
1: Yeah, I think you know the best thing to do is that, or you know, any sort of muting or blocking. Um, yeah. You know, blocking obviously they'll see that you block them, and then all of a sudden they can create another. Account Whatever. If they really want to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, muting might work better only because they can oh. they can yell into the they can into yell the they, yeah yell into the abyss of how much they don't like you and oh, that's and you point. will never see it and they don't <gasps> know that you never see it because oh, that's they don't know they're muted so blo- okay. blocking actually gives them i don't know some sort of satisfaction that oh my god mm. i got under their skin they right. blocked me i'm just now if they want to continue it they can go create another account if you mute them yeah they're just going to keep saying the same shit, you're just never going to see it and they're never going to know and they're going to be thinking in their head, "Oh shit, she's seeing this, she's seeing this." No, oh I'm not going to see a word. God,
2: where were you when I was like relevant and people were talking? Like, now it's just like, yeah. I thought everybody
1: knew that. Yeah, mute is the way to go. No. Blocking cuz okay. they can still create another account. But um oh,
2: That's
3: brilliant.
1: So finally, let's talk about this um architectural historian. Exact So is this something yes. that I don't know when you were in middle school. Is this something that always interested you? Did it not get to you till high school, till college? What exactly is an architectural historian? What did you go? Yeah. Did you go to college for this? And where did you? I go? I did. Where'd you go?
2: Yeah. So, um, so I guess it started uh, from a young age. I knew I wanted. Well, I actually took like, a girl scout trip to a museum, mm. and I thought that I wanted to be a museum curator. I was like, I want to be in like natural history. So. Um I knew that like going throughout like high school that I wanted to do something history based um and then I went to college I went to Salve Regina University which is a small private Catholic college in Newport Rhode Island which mm-hmm. is where I live now um and so I originally went for cuz they had a cultural and historic preservation program and they also ha- which is like archaeology anthropology and historic architecture So I initially did that thinking I was going to do anthropology and archaeology and start to learn about like early hominids and, you know, like early human history. And I thought that was going to be like what I was going to do. So I thought I was going to go the museum track or maybe the more academic track. But then I was placed into an introduction to historic preservation class, which is all about historic architecture. And if you know Newport, Rhode Island, you know, it's like the birth of the gilded age and you know the, all of the mansions and the incredible architecture and so I was surrounded by that and I was taking classes about architecture and I kind of just like really fell into it um so yeah so I'm an architectural historian when I left college I um I had an internship at a nonprofit, and then I went into sales because I needed a job <laughs> um and it wasn't in my field and I was so miserable um and then you know I did um I did cultural resource management job, which if you're in the field, you know, Um, but it's basically just like, you know, I was doing a lot of architectural surveys. I got to hike parts of the Appalachian Trail and survey them. Like I was traveling a lot for work Um, and it was excellent. I felt like Indiana Jones. I was like bushwhacking, like trying to find ruins. Like it was really cool. Um, And then, yeah, and then I didn't want to travel so much and I wanted more money. So um, I moved to Newport and I am a preservation planner. So I basically, you know, there's, there's historic districts, local historic districts, and I determine appropriateness of like historical appropriateness of like alterations and new construction and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's like design based and a lot of history, um, obviously. And yeah, it's my dream job.
1: So you don't do anything with museums or giving tours or anything like that, or even tours so I, of historical places.
2: So I did do that. That's how I kind of started. That was like my college job. I was giving okay. tours at mansions. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I was, I was doing that, but now I'm more in like, not the construction side, but I work a lot with like architects and, you know, trying to determine what's going to be best for a building. Yeah. I'm like on, I'm hands-on preservation, um, I took some classes in about historic cemeteries too, and like historic building trades, so I'm familiar with all of that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a dream, um, and I'm very lucky because I feel like very few people. I, I mean, I didn't know it was a job. People don't really understand what I do. Um, but yeah, I I try to preserve old houses.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure you're the only person in Batrination that is a architectural historian. I yeah, I'm
2: pretty confident. No, I'm um, pretty confident. Yeah, people thought that was really cool, and I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's re- I mean, it's fascinating because it's just you know the other thing is somebody with your background doesn't seem like somebody who would go on a reality dating show. Just doesn't no. you know, doesn't line right. up right. You're not an influencer. I know. You don't want to be. Um, no.
2: hockey. Yeah, I struggle with that. I struggle with that massively. I feel like, you know, the people that maybe are the Bachelor Nation audience, like there's some people that I feel like I really connect with. There's other people who maybe saw. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm having a hard time with the social media stuff. Like I don't know quite where I fit. I when I started, I had like when I started the show, I had 600 followers. Okay. Like I truly, I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm like kind of struggling a little bit. But whatever, it is what it is. My New Year's resolution is to not care. So, yeah.
1: no, that's a it's a great New Year's resolution to have. There, other people <laughs> there are other people in Batch Nation who should probably take that as their resolution as well. And yeah, I know. Just you know, look, I get, I I get it's tough, and like you kind of mentioned when so you tough. said. You you know you get these negative comments and you're thinking like everybody's seeing this and and this is what everybody thinks when it's just a few sad lonely people who have nothing better to do with their lives than insult somebody yeah. else you know and it but I get it right. it's tough to think that man you know as for for a hundred positive comments you probably got during paradise the one or two that you get that are negative are the ones that stick out the most right like that's the where it's just like Ugh, why did this have yeah. to ruin my day today you know.
2: I know. I know. I've, I've definitely been better at it probably just cause there's not, you know, I'm not involved in it anymore, yeah. but yeah, no, it's like even doing this podcast, I'm like, Oh my God, am I going to say
3: something that people are going to be mad at? Like
2: I have a lot of like worry around that stuff, but ultimately like I'm, I'm so happy that I, I, I remained as grounded as I possibly could during that time, because now I'm just like, you know, I'm living a normal life and it's, you know, I'm right exactly where I want to be. And I don't have like I do have some like oh well you know like I wish that you know my social media is doing better blah blah but like ultimately it doesn't matter you know I'm not like relying on that. Yeah, for
1: you're anything. happy where you're at. It's like you went through this tornado for a couple of years. You were involved in this mm-hmm. franchise, and now you're not with the franchise anymore, and it's and it's okay. You yeah. don't have to be. It's um,
2: okay. Yes, there is a life outside of like after Bachelor Nation, and it is beautiful, people. So. Yeah. We well, don't have to, you know, it's it's
1: fine. Well, I, I I really appreciate you coming on. I'm glad I'm starting to talk to more of Clayton's women. We've gotten three. Yes. We got a fourth one coming up in a couple of weeks now. I know. So I'm excited. Um. So yeah, I really Very appreciate excited. you coming on, Jill. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for, you know, everything and opening up about you know the Jacob situation and everything that went down in Paradise and and everything post Paradise. Um. So again, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, obviously we'll be in touch.
2: Of course. Thanks so much, Steve. So
1: fun. Thanks, Jill. Thank you so much to Jill for coming on. Um, I'm really enjoying talking to Clayton's women. Like I said, I've got uh, one coming up in a few weeks, probably the week of Joey's season, the week of uh, January 22nd. Uh, His episode premiere is that Monday, and we're probably going to have someone from Clayton's season on that Thursday on the podcast. But uh, having Cassidy on and then Lindsay and then Jill, um, everyone's got a story. I say it every time, but... You know, Jill is somebody that didn't have a lot of camera time on Clayton season, but then got a lot being part of the initial cast on Bachelor in Paradise last summer and just getting to talk to her and knowing a little bit more about the story. I think it was really, really cool for her to hear that. I'm really stuff that I was really interested in was the clickbait stuff. I did not know that. And, um, but you know, it's unfortunate, but it's typical of this franchise, you know, the best way to describe it is they just dangle the carrot in front of you and then you just become disposable once they get what they want and it just sucks and you want to warn people and you want to tell people, hey, producers are not your friends, but then when you're in that moment and a producer is spilling their guts to you and getting you to spill your guts to them, it just seems like, oh my God, I'm really connecting with this person and then the honest, honest to God's truth is they don't give a shit about you. They really don't um, and unfortunately... Um, It looks like on the clickbait podcast thing, she got screwed. She really did. So I feel bad for her. But hope you enjoyed that interview. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, The Daily Roundup uh, is up. It was posted a couple hours ago. The Sports Daily was posted an hour ago if you're interested in checking that out. Anyway, thanks again for listening. For Jill Chin, I'm Reality Steve. I appreciate you all listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!